0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan and join me as we step into the Beach Bum and Hotel Mumbai in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my We got two movies on tap for today's review episode. Uh, first will be The Beach Bum. Second will be Hotel Mumbai. I got, I got to see both of these uh, Monday afternoon slash evening. I, I watched them back to back. And um, yeah, uh, I, I didn't think either one of them I, I could really talk enough about um, for a single episode. So I'm getting, we're going to do both. We're going to do both and, and a little little something for everybody. Yeah, um, so without any further ado, uh, let's let's jump into this. Uh, the Beach Bomb, two thousand and nineteen film. It's currently in theaters. Directed by Harmony Corinne, starring Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Isla Fisher, Stephanie Levy Owen, Zach Efron, Jimmy Buffett, Martin Lawrence, Jonah Hill, uh, among others. Harmony Corinne, if. You are unfamiliar, is the director of Spring Breakers. That's his most popular film uh, that he's directed. He also wrote Kids, uh, which is pretty good, but very, uh, very disturbing movie. And Harmony Corinne is, mm, you know, he's a independent filmmaker. He, he makes a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> um, lot of weird stuff. He, he he has, you know, no limitations, nothing is too um, off-limits uh, for his films, especially if you've seen Kids. And going into the Beach Bum, I, I, I had seen the poster, pretty much, so I had a vague idea of what this would be, and knowing that it was Harmony Corinne, I, I was expecting it to get Really weird, really strange, um, go in directions I wasn't expecting, and, and and so on. And I think for the most part it does that. I think I got that in this movie. Uh, so the film, Matthew McConaughey is, is a, <laughs> plays uh, a rebellious stoner, lovable rogue kind of guy named Moondog. And uh, he's a poet. He is married to Isla Fisher. Uh, they are very rich, but he likes to you know live with and and spend a lot of time with the people who aren't. He, you know, he likes to just kind of do his own thing and and he he you know like like he 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 flows to the lowest point in a sense. and, and as he even says in the movie, you know, you got to go low to get high. And that has many different meanings. Um, Snoop Dogg is a you know a good friend of his. Probably the next main character in the movie after the Isla Fisher and Matthew McConaughey. Then you've got Zac Efron and Martin Lawrence and Jimmy Buffett and Jonah Hill, who have like one maybe two appearances in the film, and then they're kind of forgotten, or maybe not even forgotten, but they they they, they pass through Moon life, and and this is kind of the whole movie. It's it's just. Passing through Moon Dog's life, he needs to put out his new book. He he, you know, is working on writing a new series of poetry or or a story. You know, he, he's still figuring that part out. And very relatively early on in the film, after we get this montage of him, you know, kind of yucking it up with uh, the quote-unquote low people. Uh, he he returns to his civilized society life and still acts the same way so he he definitely sticks out like a sore thumb but he's met with uh, an unfortunate tragedy uh takes it very well and then in a, in another movie you know this would be about overcoming the trauma of it this would be about overcoming the 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 pain and the suffering, and and there's none of that in The Beach Bump. There's zero of that. It's, you know, everything from, you know, the most insignificant event to the most significant event in this movie is reacted to and treated in pretty much the same way by He, It just kind of rolls off his back. Uh, and that isn't to say it doesn't matter to him, because it does, and and I think the film does a good job of showing what does matter to him in what he talks about and who, the conversations he has later on, but from a visual reactive, reactive standpoint in the moment, it's just, man, he, he just doesn't, uh, he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't show how much he cares, and that is kind of jarring, um, it's really, really jarring. Uh, at his daughter's wedding, you know, he just, uh, you know, he sees the thing that we're led to believe he's he's comfortable with, or if not comfortable, you know, uh, accepting of, and it's kind of the only time we see him react in a way that doesn't feel fluid. Uh, react in a way that doesn't feel fine. Uh, he 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 slowly walks into a pool, you know, clothed, and you know, submerges himself, and all you can see is his hand sticking above the the with the water, holding a, a joint in it. And he he does even in that moment, you know, his face isn't, you know, he's not distraught, he's not depressed, he's not downtrodden. But you can just tell the way he's reacting, the way, you know, he, the, the, just the look on his face, it's a little less than how he usually feels. And I think, uh, in most ways, the Beach Bum does a good job of this, of creating this character of Moondog. I, I, it's so strange. I, 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 I don't particularly like him, but I I absolutely respect how he's able to just kind of live his life and uh, successfully, regardless. But at the same time, that's one of my biggest problems with the movie. So, um, uh, you know, as much as I I was invested, um, I, I think the problem is he just he he happens to fall backward into everything that happens to him almost. Um, at one point, he goes to rehab and he's there for uh, we don't know how long in terms of days, but it seems very very short. And the way he gets out is something he just kind of does. It just happens, you know. And the the consequences of his actions are are never ever ever fully act, realized. He he. he You know, he, not to kind of give away what he does, but multiple times throughout the film, he is in, you know, what many other people would describe as the wrong place at the wrong time. And nothing happens. And it's not even that he's an innocent bystander. He is most certainly complicit in the things taking place. But uh, it just, it's very frustrating that. He, he just he he does and and sur- does these unsavory things he surrounds himself with unsavory people and he finds success in it and I I as much as I you know was into his story I couldn't help but root against him I you know he's a kind of character who in my opinion didn't deserve all these good things to happen to him. Uh, based on, you know, the things at least we see in the film and are led to believe that happened outside of the film. You know, it's nice that he has this carefree spirit, and I I respect that, and I, you know, in some senses aspire to it, but not to the extent where I forsake, you know, reality almost. And I think the movie does that. And maybe that's the point. You know, Harmony Corinne, to his credit... uh, is is never one to kind of well maybe not you know i think kids is good and I, one of the reasons i think kids is such a good movie is because it does deal with these harsh realities and the beach realm just seems completely antithetical to that that to kids and they came from the same person um uh, and and I don't know what the point of that was, you know. It's a bizarre and aimless film uh, that you know shifts from one point one one setting to the next. Things just sort of move without ever looking back. Uh, and and I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of it, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating from a from a watcher's standpoint. Um the other thing, uh the film looks amazing. I don't know what the budget on this thing was, but it has obvious special effects a couple of times that looked good, uh dare I say better than Dumbo. And you know, the from the production of it, you know, a lot of it looks like it was shot on location. <clears throat> it it just it has a great aesthetic. It never kind of uh concedes uh, the 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 stoner nature of McConaughey's character Moondog and and the world he lives in and uh the the costuming this is a movie that takes place now and and the costuming and hairstyling you know Zac Efron who calls himself Tiger has like this really bizarre facial hair and, and it, but it looks it works you know a lot of this stuff just works despite feeling so removed from now, it, it, it's it's very. I don't know. It, it's it's an. I I don't think you know. Looking at kids or Spring Breakers, which are the only films of his I've really seen, um. It, it does feel like. Oh, I had a train of thought. Where was it going? Where was it going? Um no, I don't know. Hmm Not sure. Uh but suffice to say, um I don't know I, I don't hate the movie. I don't I don't dislike the movie. It's a very watchable thing that that is shorter, sure you know it's something you're you're going to think about for a while after you see it and and there's moments in it that are just kind of mm. insane just kind of insane and i think a lot of people are going to be drawn to that i think if if you know there there's definitely a huge audience for this movie and you know it's going to make you laugh and and uh, smile and and react in a in a way that i didn't but There are going to be those that, you know, again, like, kind of feel put off by, you know, uh, there's a point where uh, Moondog gets on a plane with this other guy. It's like a little seaplane. The other guy's 90% blind, high off his ass, and in the process of smoking the biggest blunt I've ever seen in the world. Um... And you just, they fly off. And it's fine. <laughs> and, and it just, it's, it's its shit like that. That It's so mind-bogglingly strange. And I think it's going to work for people. And, and it didn't quite work for me. Didn't quite work for me. Um, unfortunately. So again, I think Beach Bum is an okay movie. I, I think it struggles with this this idea of it can work it works on what it's doing at the problem is I just didn't enjoy what it was doing in a lot of sense in a lot of ways um, <laughs> there's a relationship in the movie that kind of permeates throughout the film and is referenced to a few times and it's just kind of ended on this well whatever sort of shrug which is batshit I just think it's batshit and and you know, I guess that's kind of the charm of the beach bum, but it's not enough for me. It's not enough for me. I guess that's what I'm getting at. It's not... It's not enough for me. Alright, the beach bum. I gave it a 2.5 star rating on on Letterboxd. I think it's a 54 uh, on my spreadsheet out of 100. So, not saying don't see it, but I think... Hopefully you have, like, an idea. I I think it's pretty easy to tell if this is a movie that's going to work for you or not. Beach Bum. The Beach Bum. All right. Movie two. Movie number two uh, is also in theaters right now, uh, since I saw it there. But technically a 2018 film from my spreadsheet, uh, as as per Letterboxd slash IMDb, is Hotel Mumbai. Directed by Anthony Maras. Maras? It's the only film he's directed. According to Letterboxd. It stars Dev Patel, Army Hammer, Jason Isaacs, Anupam Kerr, Nazanin Baniadi, Natasha Liu Bordizzo, Tilda Kabam Hervey, and others. Uh, Hotel Mumbai is uh, based on a true story uh, from 2008. Uh, during a terrorist attack in India um, it was a coordinated effort uh, by Pakistani militants and one of the sort of culminating and, and the focal point of it was the siege uh, of, of the hotel the Taj Mahal Palace Hotel uh, where dozens hundreds of people were held hostage um, I in 2008 I was in high school uh, I don't know what part of two thousand eight this was. So I was either a junior or senior in high school, and I don't know anything about this event. Uh, you know, I probably didn't start reacting and, and responding and, and um, ingesting news as as a resource until you know college at least. And this just kind of flew right under the radar for me earlier. And, and it might have even been on the news uh, when I was that age. But it, it didn't at all you know, stick with me and stay in my head. Um, so, to that end, uh, I, I didn't know um, the outcome. Uh, presumably, terrorists did not take over India or Mumbai. But... You know, you're not sure if this was, you know, everyone makes it out or no one makes it out. And uh, that is a great way to experience this film, you know, because uh, on top of that, I think the movie does a really good job of showing uh, of of not making it seem like anyone or any, you know, not elevating anyone above, you know, expendable. Maybe one or two characters, but but for the most part, I was never concerned. I, w- I was it never felt like I knew who was going to live. Uh, so we don't. The whole movie does not take place in the in the hotel, though. Though that's you know probably eighty five percent of it. Uh, we do get an opening sequence uh, that shows the other terrorist attacks happening throughout the country, uh, and in the rest of the areas, you know we see. Uh two men take out you know a restaurant, two men take out um, a train station. and it, it's it's very quick. it, it, it happens um, in an instant, you know, and they they mow down with no feelings whatsoever, dozens, hundreds of people um, in, a, in a, this coordinated attack. And it all kind of results in the these guys heading to the hotel. Uh, and I don't know how much of this element is planned. They show it uh, at least this way. And, and maybe this is how it happened. But the hotel is, is pretty uh, heavily guarded. I mean, obviously, it's not, you know, like the White House or anything like that. But it definitely has its own sort of um, security and stuff in place. And so... After the attack on the restaurant, a bunch of people flee to the hotel. And two of the people quote-unquote fleeing to the hotel are terrorists. And we see them, and we know. We know before anyone else knows. We watch them enter the hotel. We watch them go off to the corner. We watch them dig into their bags and assemble their weapons. And and like this is the thing. Like, something Hitchcock talked about when he, as a director and, and as, a, as a the master of suspense, you know, it's one thing to have two people, you know, paraphrasing, but he compared it to, let's say you have two people sitting at a table and then a bomb blows up because there was a bomb under the table the whole time and you didn't know that. Yeah, it, it makes you, you have a reaction for, you know, a few seconds of like, holy crap, what just happened? Um, but if you show the audience the bomb, now they're building suspense until it goes off. And I love that. I think it works incredibly well. And this is this is a great example of that. You know, we know who these people are. We know what's going to happen. No one else in this hotel does. And that's distressing. That is incredibly horrific. And We've already at this point met a couple of the people who work in the hotel. Dev Patel is a staff member at the hotel. Uh, Jason Isaacs, Army Hammer, and Nizan, uh, Nazanin Baniati are all guests staying at the hotel. Army Hammer and uh, Nazanin Baniati are uh, married and they have a young, uh, young kid. Um, Jason Isaacs is a Russian uh, former general, I think, uh, former military man. Uh, and so on. There are other characters that, you know, we become familiar with as the film progresses, but I, I don't, I, I'm familiar with them visually, but not, you know, who they are. And all of a sudden, these, you know, the, the, the terrorists just start shooting. The movie is loud. It is, it is, there are some fantastic shots of the hotel lobby that are shot from very high above as a bird's eye view. <clears throat> that do a great job of showing a survivor hiding behind a desk as one of the terrorists walks and walks you know through the middle of the hotel, uh, through the middle of the lobby. And you know, all these people are, are you know trying to escape. Some of them try to run and, and they get shot as well. And uh, it, it just slowly evolves, right? It, this is a hostage situation. We jump into it 10, 15 minutes into the movie. Uh, we don't get a ton of you know introduction into many of the characters, but enough to familiarize yourself with them you know, Army Hammer and you know ha- commits a faux pas ordering from dev Patel uh, at the restaurant in the hotel asking for um you know a burger cow and uh, realizes his mistake uh you know. Dev Patel's character shows up to work without one of his shoes and so has to borrow one and it doesn't fit and we have that small thing and and we get all these little moments and then it's like, I I don't know, I describe it as a mix between Dunkirk, uh, a school shooting, and Die Hard, like that is kind of how this movie plays out and those are all traumatic events from a from a pullback look at what's happening standpoint but <clears throat> it does kind of coalesce into this fascinating thing and it's it's very tense you know i think the movie's a little long it's a little over two hours and uh you're like i said 15 minutes in and the hostage situation begins uh you know the police uh enter to to kind of take down the terrorists at one point uh the 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 guests and staff of the hotel are split up and separated and at times they're trying to get back to each other at times they're you know trying just to evade uh the the terrorists other times they're just trying to hide and and stay quiet and and the movie spreads itself out quite a bit at the beginning and Most, and I think most movies like this, you know, like a Poseidon adventure type thing, uh, you end up trying to combine the characters so that they can all be together. And I don't, this movie doesn't actually do that. (laughs) A lot of, it it does that sort of rom-com thing where like one person flies across the country to, you know, win back the other person. And in the same time, that person is flying to, across the country to see the first person. And so they both end up, still on opposite sides of the country. And this movie kind of has that aspect to it, where, you know, Army Hammer and his wife get split up, and she's telling him, hey, come to this place, and he's like, okay, and by the time, you know, he gets there, she's not there, kind of thing. The film uh, is very subtitled, as it takes place in India, but I I liked that while we... Don't it's it doesn't take the time to you know flesh out the terrorist backstories. It doesn't treat them completely uh, inhumanly. It, it it does you know they're all kind of on the phone talking to this this um oh what do they call him brother? Let's see if I can find it. Mm, it's not gonna help me out. Maybe IMDb. Brother Bull? Yes, Brother Bull. They're all kind of talking to this guy, Brother Bull, who's coordinating the attack. And he's sort of set up what they need to do. And there's four of them in the hotel. And we get to see each of them kind of goes about it a little bit differently. You know, one of them's a little more aggressive. One of them's a little more sympathetic. One of them's a little more... uh, cowardly and and lacks confidence and so on and so forth and you know we see them sort of react and we can see them on the having conversations with this guy on the other end of the phone and you know how they talk to him they're like yes I'll do this thing or you know why are we doing it this way why this why this why this and without you know taking 10-15 minutes to you know show these show these guys and you know, show them being indoctrined into this way of thinking or, or showing them, you know, figuring it out or, or, you know, sitting in a room and being told what the plan is. We just start with the plan and watch as they react to each sort of improvisation that takes place. Uh, and I, I liked that aspect. I, I it doesn't quite flesh them out enough, ultimately, but it, it does, it goes, ju- it goes far enough for me uh, that I didn't feel like they were just guns right as long as they're elevated to more than just being a walking gun I, I think the movie has succeeded on some level and it did that for me uh, On the other hand the guests the survivors the quote-unquote good guys the, the their characterization is Lacking and I think it's because the cast is just so big uh, you know, Dev Patel, Army Hammer, Jason Isaacs, Nazanin Benignati, uh Anupam Kerr, and, and so on and so forth. Th- there's a lot of people we're, we're following from, you know, Army Hammer and his wife. They have a, ma- uh, a, a live in nanny and a kid. So there's four people. We have Dev Patel, we have the head chef who's kind of, you know, over overlooking like the hiding, you know, stay quiet, sort of grouping up the people sort of thing. We have these two backpackers who were at the uh, who, who were involved in one of the previous terrorist attacks that made their way to the hotel. Uh, we get the police who come into the hotel and, and uh, the number of them that there are. Uh, we have Jason Isaacs as the Russian guy and in his whole thing, uh, once we Get into the terrorist and and hostage situation. We're introduced to more characters who you know, an older woman who suspects members of the staff as being in in on the the situation and in on the terrorist attack. It just it it just keeps piling on top of itself again and again and again. And it's great to have that wide variety of characters and and I do think they're all different and, and spread out, but they're also all different, and all spread out, so you end up with, you know, a wide understanding, but a shallow understanding, as opposed to a more narrow and deeper understanding of these characters, and it doesn't completely fail in that regard, Uh, you know, I think as characters die, uh, obviously, you know, that, you know, decreases the, the people you have to think about, but I, I think the movie if it's gonna play with these this variety of people, I wish it would have done a little bit more to to put different combinations of them together to combine them in more ways uh, and and I don't think it does that enough and and so you know we have to keep switching back from the restaurant. To the kitchen, to uh, you know, Army Hammer, and what's, her, you know, their their bedroom, to to the lobby, because we got to check in with the terrorists, to you know, them doing this thing, and them do that thing, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, it, I think if, if the biggest shortcoming of the film is definitely you know the characterization, and that is kind of what happens when you have a an ensemble like this. On the other hand, uh, however, the performances across the board are very strong, even from, you know, the actors I didn't recognize, you know, from previous works. Uh, I don't really think anyone lets this movie down in a way that makes it, you know, groan-inducing, or, you know, everyone that's supposed to be a good person is someone I'm rooting for. and And I'm, and even some of the people who are terrorists, you know, I don't hate them. I, you know, I, I think the movie shows them as, you know, these disillusioned and and deceived people. To a degree, to a degree. Not all of them, necessarily, but one or two of them, I think, do have this humanity underneath them that they just can't access. It's, it's so close and they can't quite get to it. But the ultimate, ultimate... um. uh positive for this movie is the tension and uh it 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 invoked a lot of emotions from me you know it it tugs at the heartstrings it is a very brutal film you know a lot of people get killed on screen it's very bloody and they're just innocent bystanders um they move. They get shot. This isn't a you know villains start monologuing thing. You know, they say do something. You don't do it. They shoot you. It's very very simple. And in that, I I appreciated that. I think that that's accurate to how this went down, and uh, that makes it all the more devastating. Um, you know, it's it's in a hostage situation that went on for many 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 hours because the closest. Like Force team was uh, in in Delhi, which is you know like f- six hours away, four hours away they say at some point, uh, and and that's ridiculous. That's kind of insane, kind of insane, and it's weird. Like I, I gave this movie a higher rating than 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 the Beach Bum, but it's it's a little harder to recommend the hotel mumbai for, you know, how violent and traumatizing and and painful it is to watch, but i would say if you're kind of unfamiliar with the events that took place back in 2008, i would recommend this because i think this will even depending on, you know, the level of accuracy it has, i think that there's a lot of powerful images in this, and it'll help you understand you know what was going on and the movie has a nice you know minute two minute long series of end cards to kind of like explain what took place and what happened afterward, which was nice it's not an uh it's not an easy watch but i I gave hotel Mumbai. 3 stars on Letterboxd. I think a 65 64, 65 on on my spreadsheet. Um, I liked it as a movie. I didn't, you know, didn't enjoy it most of the watching it, but um, it it has a lot of harrowing situations in it and uh, I'm I'm interested to see, you know, where this Anthony Morris guy, this director, goes next because this was a uh, this was an interesting one. This is a, a good debut in my opinion. I think he has he shows a really good sensibility. I again, I cannot say like they do that overhead bird's eye view shot a few times in the movie. I loved every single time they did that. I thought that was fantastic. Showing you know this person around the corner, this person. You know, believing that they're alone and that kind of thing, just like giving us more information than the characters in the movie had. I I think most of the time succeeds, especially in a tense thriller like this, because it gets the blood pumping and it increases the suspense and tension. So a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff in in, in Hotel Mumbai, and good but traumatic. Um. Yeah, Hotel Mumbai. So, uh, yeah, uh, that is, um, yeah, that's that's Hotel Mumbai, that's the beach bum, those are the reviews. That is this episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode, it does mean a lot. If you would like to, uh, support the show. You can head over to Patreon.com/circleoffilm for as little as eight cents an episode, uh, or just like, review, subscribe, follow on you know whatever podcast uh, platform you listen to, uh, or if you'd like to follow me, uh, at gmail.com You can email me or Twitter at circleoffilm, letterboxed at circleoffilm. Or head over to the website, circleoffilm.com, to find all the other episodes, as well as top ten lists, and, and things I keep track of, and more information, and stuff like that. So, thank you for listening to today's episode, it does mean a lot, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same good night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fails. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh what a to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long, farewell.